Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. So we're talking about prayer, and prayer is about realigning ourselves from, you know, the things that happen that we get stuck in to what is really true, what we want to do and be and believe anyway. So I had an experience this week that um, I did this just for you so that I would have a little visual aid for you. Um, <laughs> I had what, who knows, maybe it's a skin cancer, maybe it's not, it's something growing on my chin cut out. And so as a result of that, when I was going through the experience, I don't know how you feel about having somebody stick a knife in your face, but <laughs> I, it's happened before, and I, I had the same reaction before. I get very vulnerable, and I start crying, and, and it's like intellectually, I know this is fine. This doctor is skilled. I'm going to be all right, but in the moment, I'm kind of wow. And, and I was texting back and forth with my younger daughter, um, and she said, well, take yourself to a, a peaceful place. She's telling me that, right? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> because I had not been thinking about peaceful places. I had been thinking about, there's a knife that's going to come at me. <laughs> and, and that's what prayer is able to do. We pray with one another. And so when we're stuck with, this is going to happen to me, or, you know, I'm stuck with, from an ego place, like, I look atrocious. Like, I walk around, and, and little two-year-olds gather, and they stare. <laughs> Zalia made a trip from her mother's lap directly over to me to find out what was this. <laughs> and, and you know that the two-year-olds are just the ones that are willing to be obvious about it. <laughs> because the rest of us all know when we see somebody like this, we're thinking, what is going on there? <laughs> so I know that because I do that. So I walk around knowing everybody's wondering. So here it is. That's what happened. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so because it's so noticeable, then I walk around feeling like, well, that's all there is to me. You know, I'm just this freaky looking person. And I know it's a minor thing, you know, but we've all had experiences that feel like that's who we are now. That's all people can see. I failed in some way. And so that's who I am. I'm this failure. And when you look at me, that's what you see or whatever it was, you know what I'm talking about. We, we identify with the thing that is not our essence, but it's our just experience. And what prayer does is it helps us out of that trap of identifying with that. It helps us to remember who we are and we all have the ability to pray. And having a spiritual community, we can reach out. If we have a prayer partner, which I so highly recommend, 
It's such an amazing experience to have somebody that you pray with. I, I put some forms in the back there. If anybody doesn't have a prayer partner and wants one, if you fill out that form, we'll just match you with somebody else who filled out a form, and you can start praying together. It's, it's really, how many people in here have a prayer partner that, look around. It's really, you get to know people on a different level. And, and it's so rich when that happens. So Jane, I have some questions for you. Yeah? <laughs> the doctor is in. <laughs> when things happen to you that aren't fun, mm -hmm. they're scary, painful, um, all the human condition, how often do you default immediately to prayer, or how often do you stay in the human condition and have it take you over for a while? Mm, I would say more often than not, the human condition. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we're all in this together, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you had to paint a picture of the energy of prayer, what would it look like? Well, I'll just go back to this experience because it was the most recent traumatic experience. And so when Holly reminded me to go to a peaceful place, um, I, just, I just started, I think, moving into the stars, like the meditation I was doing today. And, and just imagined all these healing energies that were there coming to me. And so I was just in a space of receiving all this healing energy. It was, it really was very, very comforting. And in fact, I just watched this video called The Voice and not the singing thing, but another one. And it was talking about how what we can perceive, like the color spectrum of what we can perceive, is so small compared to what is available. And he used as an analogy the Empire State Building. So picture in your mind how big the Empire State Building is. And then just ask yourself how much of that Empire State building would you think we have the ability to see with our physical eyes? What do you think? Just the outside? Or one story? Is that what you... One side of it? A little bit? Well, it turns out that it's just not like one story, not... It's a speck. It's microscopic. Microscopic what we can see, and then there's this huge world that we can't see. We can't see with our physical eyes. So the problem is, as we walk through our human condition, we are focused on what we can see with our physical eyes, or the other senses. That it's... Despite <laughs> not to make a comment. Yeah. Yeah. Sight people in their place. No. Yeah. <laughs> so Jane, yeah. when you were feeling your fear before you talked to your daughter, mm -hmm. how powerful did you feel on a scale of 1 to 10? 
Uh, probably one or one minus. One minus, there you go. <laughs> and then when you felt just the presence of your daughter over the text, over the phone, mm -hmm. and sending her love to you, before you went any further, where was your, your feeling of your, your inner sense of power then, just having your daughter? That probably brought it up maybe to a three. There you go. And then after you took her advice mm -hmm. and went inside, where did your sense of personal power go? Up to a 10. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really completely at peace. And I, I mean, logically, I knew I would have been all right to begin with, but I was not living in my logical spot at that moment. I was marinating in the fears. Yes. And that's the exciting power of prayer. And why bother? Why is this so important? Mm -hmm. Because when we're in our fears, when we're in our daily concerns and all that stuff, um, it's kind of like listening to a whiny child. Is there any power there? Not much. Not much. It kind of goes into the atmosphere, but nobody really quite wants to hear it. <laughs> and as we accept our personal power, as we align ourselves with God, and we align ourselves with it all, that, all that is one with us, then our power literally explodes around us. I don't know if I've told this story, but... <coughs> As an airline pilot, every time I started working towards a larger airplane, I was always intimidated. Mm. And more switches, more buttons, more things to remember. And by the way, it's bigger now. I got to worry about running off the side of the taxiway with the wheels because they're wider and so forth. And so I had to work really hard at it. And what I finally realized over the years, because I just moved up so many times in airplanes, is what was going on in me spiritually is I did not feel master of that airplane until my spirit could easily and without thinking about it expand past the wingtips. Huh. So my spirit was as big as that airplane or bigger. And then I felt master. And... Can you picture that? Can you picture that spirit of power around my airplane? That's what we all have. Remember when you learned to drive a car and it was intimidating? Your spirit was only as probably, yeah. maybe not even as big as your body. And as you got better and stronger and more confident, your spirit grew till it's outside of your car. And sometimes you can even sense the presence of another vehicle that you can't see. That's how, how thick your energy and how powerful your energy can be. Mm. And so when we align with that, when we align with the whole, when we remember that, mm -hmm. then we are in the personal place of God. So... More questions, Jane? Well, I, I want to just yeah. jump off that a little bit in terms of prayer partners because what's happening with a prayer partner is you're putting something out and maybe not in a very strong place yourself. The other person doesn't have that issue, so they're holding that space of the unlimited for you. And 
And then as you step into that with them, it's like where two or more are gathered, that what that means is that combining of energy just is exponential and it just shoots you out into the unlimited and and you are rescued from that place that you were stuck in and the person that's holding the space is traveling into it as well and so for both of you you get this experience of unlimited possibilities it's really really amazing so when you're in your place of fear, would you say your thinking is kind of fixed? Yeah, it's, it's very focused on, you know, like the knife. Yes. And then when you got to your place of centeredness mm-hmm. through the support of loved ones, mm-hmm. what was your sense of what was happening then? Were you focused on the knife or were you focused on what else? No, I was focused on the healing support that is all around me. I, I wasn't focusing on how the procedure was going to work. And, and it was like, this was during the procedure. This is what I was doing with my mind. I was just letting myself remember that this is how it works. This has happened before. I've had healing experiences, good flowing in my life. It just, I was just having this cosmic dance of, of love and healing flowing. And, and it was just very beautiful. And, and part of that, I will say, is it wasn't just... So my daughter was the trigger in the sense that she said, go to your peaceful place, but she didn't get into any detail, and this is what it looks like, and this is how you do it. She just said, remember to go there. And because I have done it over and over and over again, then it was an easy go-to for me. So that's why we do spiritual practice. We don't wait until the knife is coming at us to say, oh, I better get religion here. <laughs> I think I'm in trouble. You know, we, we practice over and over and over again. And then when we are in a time of need, which we all will be at some point or another, it's an easy go-to. Maybe we need a reminder, but it's, it's something that is practiced. Yeah. yeah. And... Is that an easy shift for you to go from fear to knowing that prayer and going to your peaceful place is going to change you? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I think at this point I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you all okay with that? I'm a little rebel spirit, and so I don't like, I don't change me. Am I alone in that? Does anyone else have a little bit of that? Of Wait a minute, God, you're supposed to change everything around me so I can just be the same. Did your mind ever go there? Are you actually asking for an answer? Or sure. Okay, because my problem is my brain gets the idea of, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to keep me from feeling this fear. You're trying to trick me. I know exactly what you're doing here. You're trying to get me to feel peace, so I don't feel the fear of that knife, but it's still coming. That's right. So, yeah. And, and so, it, that's, yes, and that whole thought process keeps us stuck. And uh, so I have to go through my rebel spirit before I can even think about going to a peaceful place because I don't want prayer to change me. The rest of the world is supposed to change. (laughs) Judy has a question. Yeah. I just have a comment. What about prayer protection? 
protection that we speak every single Sunday. What about saying the prayer of protection? It is wonderful. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. And, and I think the same thing with affirmations. Like if you have an affirmation that you say over and over and over again, that's, that's when it really is helpful, is when something is going on. So whether it's the prayer of protection, it's an affirmation that you find powerful, it's, it's how do you remind yourself of what's true? That's really what, and that's what prayer is, reminding you of what's true. Petra. I work a lot with younger children, and it's amazing to see how they absolutely will not have their idea change, their mind change, their will change, they are who they are. And it's just a true evolution, you know, and some kids are ready to think about something else earlier or later. Yeah. Yes. And that's the the important piece, and that's true for me, too, because that's the little girl in me going, but what's really true for me past the character past the ego is spirit and spirit is greater than this little upset and so when we're able and prayer partners are so great at this when I'm stuck in the mire someone else doesn't jump in the hole with me they pray with me and that helps me climb out of my own hole. And then I realize, oh, I am greater than this um, teensy little problem that just a second ago felt like it was humongous. And so that's the important piece is prayer reminds us that we are greater than our skin. We're greater than our face. We are greater than our, our knowledge. We are greater than our skills. We are greater than all the things that the world puts, um, puts importance on. Mm-hmm. We're so much more. And when we go to that peaceful place, when we pray, then we remember. And when we pray with others, how often do you hear someone say, oh, well, something just terrible happened, and everyone goes, oh, <gasps> Well, we all do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, then it's time to pull back and go to our peaceful, powerful place so that we can remember to see that they're greater than that and be there for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christine? Yeah, like holding the light. Holding yes. The light. Holding the light. Holding the light. I was, um, I, I was uh, definitely afraid of, of getting together with some high rollers and throwing out some numbers and doing all the stuff that I imagine being more of a, not being all that good at. <laughs> um, and I really didn't know what something was worth and I wanted to be prosperous. Okay, so cut to the, to, to what I did instead. I went to prayer and then I, to empty my mind, let go and let go. I still thought, but I still haven't have, I still need an answer. How much is this worth? What do I want? How can I protect myself and all these? And I still didn't have the answer to that, but I made a list of how I wanted to feel. And I made a list of things like community, like trust, like prosperity for all involved, and things like that. I had a nice list that just made me feel good. Walked over there without an answer but I had good feeling. 
And I started getting these ideas being shot back to me by the supposedly male uh, uh, left brain people I was supposed to be talking turkey, talking numbers with. And they're saying like, yeah, I might want to go in on that too. Well, as long as we get a shower, you know, I bet there's a way to work this out. Let me, let me roll this up. We never once talked about money. We talked about how we could get our goals met. Hmm. And I think it's an evolution. I want to keep my fingers out of the pie and, and stay with that because mm -hmm. it feels so good. Yeah. You bring up such a great point because what you said was when you were in your fear, we put up walls, don't we? And those walls keep us from seeing, hearing, feeling the inspiration of God. And the minute you went to your powerful place, the minute you remembered all the good feelings, it put you back into center and the walls came down and you were truly divinely inspired. What a beautiful story. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. So, Jane, when you have one person pray for you, do you feel it? Mm -hmm. When you have a community pray for you, does it feel the same? I think it's amplified. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So picture, water is such a good way of trying to experience energy. Picture water in your body, and that's all that your skin is holding the water in. But now let's pretend that that water can be held in any way we want. And when we're feeling weak, that water is as big as us. But as we step into the power of God, as we step in aligning with that power and saying, yes, God, that's part me too, that water gets huge. And so this is what creates spiritual tidal waves, hmm. is when we all hmm. get big together. And how exciting is that? Yeah. I think another image is um, you've probably read about um, Emoto Masu, the Japanese guy, <laughs> I forget his name, but he, he has done the experiments with words, putting words on the bottles of water and the crystalline structures that result, and horrible, horrible crystalline um, structures when there are words like hell or hatred or something like that, but words like forgiveness and love, they create beautiful crystalline. If, if you haven't read about that, it's, it's really worth more than this minute I'm talking about it. But because we are mostly water on the physical level in our bodies, when we have prayers coming to us, those positive are changing the crystalline structures of our bodies. And so much more becomes possible. So this is not just a mental thing that we're doing. It is affecting our physical bodies. And that's why healing happens. Physical healing happens. It's always possible if it's in the person's highest good because prayer is so powerful. And it doesn't, I mean, 
I prefer the unity method of prayer, which is focusing on the positive and reminding us to align with all that is and, and that we are, we are that. But even if it's another kind of prayer that you may have learned growing up, that still has power. It's the idea of moving you from the problem to the higher possibility, whether you call that higher possibility God, you call it all that is, you call it in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter the words that you use. What matters is that you recognize that this limited condition is not your identity. Get out of that box and into the all. Everything is possible. <laughs>